Welcome to the Design 30 Podcast. My name is Jason Bilyeu, and in this podcast, I provide design strategies and tools to improve creativity, innovation, and overall design confidence. Today, I will be going through the foreword, and only the foreword, of a book that I recently just started reading for work, actually. And you may have seen I posted this on Instagram yesterday, but it's called Developing Products in Half the Time. So it's a really interesting book. I'm loving it so far. And even just the foreword of the book has some really uh, good points, interesting points, things I want to talk about. So it's only probably a page, page and a half long, but that's where we're going to start today. And I'm sure I will reference this book uh, quite a bit in the future uh, since the tagline for the podcast is Strategies and Tools. Um, there's tons of strategies and tools in this book. I can tell already only two chapters in, but there's already just lots of dense information. So really enjoying that. Excited to go through that a little bit here today. Um, but first I wanted to mention that you may recall, I worked with a company called Viper Outdoor Tools for a while and was advertising them on the podcast. Uh, they have since rebranded to Montana Everyday Carry, also known as Montana EDC. And we together have recently just come out with a few new products. So the first product that you may recall was this camping trowel that I actually have one in my hand right now. And we redesigned this slightly to improve the strength of it. Uh, went to a slightly thicker um, gauge aluminum and then also changed up a little bit of the design of where the handle meets the blade uh, just to provide a little bit more rigid rigidity and I think overall it uh, turned out really well and it also has the new Montana EDC logo laser engraved on it so go check that out on the montanaedc.com website you can also follow them on Instagram as well. Uh, we also have some new releases of bottle openers, which are pretty, I think they turned out really well. I like, like the simple design and I mean, the words I've been using for these are uh, simple utility. I think they get the job done. They do what they're meant to do really well, uh, but they're also very simple and avoid the pitfall that it's easy for designers to fall into of putting too many features on one device or on one thing. So we decided to create it as a bottle opener, of course, but then also put in a quarter inch hex so that you could also use a quarter, quarter inch hex uh, bit driver or anything like that. So it adds a little bit more utility to it. Obviously, that's probably not how you're going to use it every day. You're going to use it as a bottle opener. So uh, first of all, it had to be good at being a bottle opener. Um, but then second of all, we added just a little bit more functionality to it. And also it just is a really cool aesthetic design uh, for the bottle opener itself. So we have one of those that's made out of stainless steel. And then another one that is made out of aluminum and has a black anodize on it. And that one you can go see on the website has a really cool... Um, the logo really pops off that black anodize because once they laser engrave into it, you see that uh, aluminum behind the black anodize. 
So that one has a really cool look. You should go check it out. And it's also a limited edition. So if you like that style, make sure to jump on it because it won't be around um, all that long. So that's my quick pitch for Montana EDC. Uh, they've been an awesome company to work with. And yeah, you should go check out their products, check out their website, follow them on Instagram, and make sure you uh, stay in the know with new products. There are a lot more new products coming down the line. So make sure to stay tuned for those. And then real quick, as always, please follow Design30 on Instagram and on YouTube. And then you can also become a free or paid subscriber on the Design30 Substack. Also have some cool things going as far as uh, writing goes. Uh, maybe looking at doing some collaborations in the future. Or maybe not collaboration. That might not be the right word. But publishing in some different areas. So stay tuned for that. Uh, pretty excited for where that is going. Now, let's jump into this forward of developing products in half the time. So I'm going to go ahead and just read the entire thing. Like I said, it's pretty short. So I'm just going to read through that and then go back and comment on just a few, a few of my main takeaways from it. So first of all, this forward is written by Neil Hagland. And this is from, I think this book probably came out in 1998. Uh, it's the second edition of the book. Uh, but at that time, he was the corporate VP and director of corporate technology planning at Motorola. So there's a little bit of background. Now let's dive in. Most of the readers of this book probably associate Motorola with quality. We have worked hard to achieve leadership in this area and are very proud of our accomplishments. However, customer expectations have increased and have never been higher. Our customers expect us to demonstrate flawless quality and provide leadership products with value-added features at low prices in shorter and shorter cycle times. The company that can respond to quickly changing needs will flourish and those that can't will be left behind. Time to market is a crucial element in being successful in the global marketplace. For readers who are about to embark on the journey to faster development, let me offer a few observations. First, in my more than 30 years of product development experience, working with some of the best product developers in the world, I have yet to find a single magic tool for transforming a development process. Other companies may jump from fad to fad, hoping there is a fast, easy way to accelerate product development. At Motorola, we achieve rapid development the same way we achieved breakthroughs in quality, with old-fashioned hard work and constant management attention. Second, many readers may wonder if pursuing development speed requires a company to compromise quality. At Motorola, we have firmly rejected this option. There are abundant opportunities to improve the de development process without taking the sloppy and dangerous approach of sacrificing quality. If you find yourself considering such options, you have not thought deeply enough about your choices. In fast-moving markets, we often find that faster development actually provides higher quality to our customers, resulting in products delivered before customer needs begin to change. Third, I would encourage you to question many of the deeply entrenched methods that you use for product development. Some of our greatest successes at Motorola have been results of engineers questioning the fundamental design of the entire process. This willingness to question the status quo provided vital transforming quality or proved vital to transforming quality and appears equally vital in transforming development speed. 
Finally, I would encourage you to stay the course on this effort. The benefits of faster development can be substantial, but they cannot be achieved instantly. Fundamental changes in your development process require careful analysis, broad involvement, and extensive effort. Not everything that is worth changing can be changed quickly. If you approach this as a short, quick journey, you will not get very far. On your journey, I think you will find that developing products in half the time is an excellent companion. I'm excited to see this new edition because at Motorola, we found the original edition to be far and away the most useful book of its kind. The state of the art in the product development the state of the art in product development has continued to progress in the last six years, and this new edition is very welcome. This book remains a vital resource for those of us interested in rapid development. I have read it more than once, and I think you will too. So there it is. You can see uh, this corporate VP uh, at Motorola, Neil Hagland, is obviously a huge fan of this book, uh, which is you know, a good sign, I would say. Um, a few things I wanted to touch on from this forward. Um, the first one, back on the first page of this, he writes, First, in my more than 30 years of product development experience, working with some of the best developers in the world, I have yet to find a single magic tool for transforming a development process. At Motorola, we achieve rapid development the same way we achieve breakthroughs in quality with old-fashioned hard work and constant management attention. In this quote, I just find very, very uh, reassuring. If you're someone who's worked in product development, you've probably noticed that it's, it's actually really difficult. There's a really long development cycle for the most part, uh, depending on what products you're designing. That can be anywhere from six months to two to three years. And during that time, you can easily kind of, you can get down on yourself. You can, you kind of have to slog it out. There's always highs and lows. You don't have a lot of uh, what we typically would call dopamine hits. It's hard to find those small wins when you're working through all the bugs and the cost reductions and the redesigns and the requirement changes. It can be really difficult to maintain a positive attitude through all of that. And it's tempting to think, oh, there's got to be some process out there that's just going to fix all these problems. Or I'm sure this other company does it way better than my company. Or, uh, you know, someone out there knows how to do this right. And we're just not doing it right. But I find this quote really reassuring with this VP from Motorola says, I've yet to find a single magic tool for transforming a development process. And his number one tip on uh, to keep in mind when working through product development is uh, old-fashioned hard work and constant management attention. And so, for me, it's reassuring that you know he's working at this company, Motorola, that at that time was known uh, really well for their quality and their ability to develop new products. And he's saying at the end of the day. What it really takes is hard work and attention to detail. And you can have all of these new strategies and methods and, and you know, whatever is in, whether it's sprints or, uh, I don't know, all these different product development techniques and ideas and strategies, and they all have their merits. There's benefits to probably, maybe not all of them, but a good portion of them. And it's good to take uh, bits and pieces and integrate them into your development process 
uh, over time if it's a value add for your team. But at the end of the day, there's not a single process. There's not a single method that is going to automatically make your team productive. Uh, at the end of the day, it's hard work. You got to put in long hours and you have to pay attention to detail. And those two things are really what's going to be reliable in your product development process. If you can't rely on your team working hard and paying attention to details, then it doesn't matter what product development process you use. It doesn't matter what methods or techniques you use. Those are the prerequisites for uh, having a successful product and having an effective and innovative uh, product development team. And that's something I'm, you know, I want to emphasize on emphasize on this podcast because obviously I advertise it as uh, design strategies and tools to improve innovation, creativity, and design competence. Right, but just remember that all of these different tools and methods, none of them are, no single one of them is going to, uh, you know, change your company just because you implemented this one new method. I mean, there might be a time where there's a specific strategy that it lines up well with what your company needs or what product you're working on or what you're personally working on. And it could have a huge impact. I mean, I'm not trying to diminish uh, the, uh, the utility of coming up with new ideas and implementing new strategies. Those are all good things. It's good to keep things fresh and new. Um, but at the end of the day, that's not what's going to determine success or failure for your project. Um, you can always get better. Again, I'm not trying to <laughs> dissuade anyone from learning new ideas and trying new things out. Obviously, that's a huge part of keeping your product development team working well and efficiently and motivated and excited. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing you can do is hire people who you believe are going to work hard and pay attention to the details. So that's all I had on that uh, section of the forward. There's one other quote I wanted to touch on real quick here. Uh, he says, some of our greatest successes at Motorola have been a result of our engineers questioning the fundamental design of the entire process. This willingness to question the status quo proved vital to transforming quality and appears equally vital in transforming development speed. So this is something I've mentioned a few times uh, on previous episodes is fostering this environment where people are willing to ask questions um, and not just willing, but where people are encouraged to ask questions. And it's, it can actually be a pretty difficult thing to do, uh, especially when you're in the, the doldrums of you know, working through a new product development process or a new product development phase. And someone just keeps asking questions. Well, why are we doing this? And why are we doing that? It can be, you can have a tendency to respond to that with a little bit of frustration uh, or hopefully not, but maybe some anger uh, does tend to happen. But at the end of the day, you have to remember that actually those questions are beneficial. They're good. You should have answers for what you're doing. If you're a manager, you should have answers for why you're doing something uh, the way you are. And if you don't have a good answer, then that's an opportunity to uh, maybe change what you're doing, uh, do a little bit further research, understand why you're doing it better. Maybe if you're a manager, you go to your manager, the next level up and, and ask them, okay, why are we doing this this way? Why are we working on this product? Why are we not trying out this new uh, development strategy where we can develop products in half the time, whatever the case might be. Um, but keeping that spirit of asking questions and encouraging 
your team to ask questions is something I've pushed a lot on this podcast. And obviously this VP at Motorola found was a vital part of their product development team and what helped them improve their quality and what uh, helped them develop products. And half the time it sped up their product development process. Uh, because if you're questioning why you're doing something, a lot of the time the processes you're using are sort of grandfathered in, uh, especially you started a company that's been around for a little while. There's a lot of processes that have just been the way that, you know, the first person did it and then they pass it on to the next person, the next person, the next person. And so it's good to update those, but it can also be difficult because if you know, I've noticed that this at my job now, I've been there for almost five years now. It's sometimes hard to change those because in your mind, like, well, this is the way we've always done it. It's always, you know, it's gotten us to this point. It's worked. It's good enough. Let's not mess with that. But at the end of the day, a lot of time, these different processes or, or uh, strategies need updating. They need to be revamped. Uh, maybe technology has changed. Maybe you just have, you know, a way to tweak it that's going to reduce the amount of paperwork that you have to do for, you know, an engineering change order or something like that. Different ways to improve efficiency. And a lot of time your efficiency improve, improvements don't come from one big change. They come from a lot of small changes where we don't need to do that. We can skip this. We can use this piece of new technology to speed up this uh, one thing that always takes forever. Uh, different things like that. So again, all that comes down to a culture that's willing to question why you do things. They feel... Uh, I don't know, not safe necessarily, but they feel encouraged to ask questions of their managers. They're willing to have those conversations. It's not something that is looked down upon or punished in the company. Um, so yeah, that's my other takeaway from that forward is uh, the importance of asking questions and building up a team and a, a culture at your company of asking questions and that being okay and that actually being encouraged. Yeah, so that's all I have for this episode. Um, again, that was just going through the forward of the book called Developing Products in Half the Time. And that book was written by uh, Preston, Preston G. Smith and Donald G. Reinertsen. Uh, if you, you know, want to go look it up, go buy it on Amazon. Uh, like I said, I'm only two chapters into the book, but already it seems really useful. It is a little dense at times, but I think it's a good thing. There's some really, really useful tools and ideas. And so far, they've gone through some financial models that looks like they're going to be really helpful in a product development process. So, so far, I 100% recommend the book. Uh, go check it out. And the Design 30 discipline for this week is, uh, again, keeping it pretty simple, focus on that first quote I said, where there's basically, there's no magic process that's going to improve <clears throat> improve your product development process. What it really comes down to is hard work and paying attention. Those are really the two things that at the end of the day, if you don't have those, you're not gonna get anywhere. So design 30 discipline is just to build that, a culture of hard work at your company or just build that culture of hard work within yourself um, stay disciplined, stay motivated. And when the motivation isn't there, that's where the discipline kicks in. And when you're disciplined, you're going to be able to work harder. And the result of that will be developing better products, hopefully, right? That's the goal. So 
So that's it for this week. Uh, again, please subscribe to the Design 30 uh, YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, share the podcast with your friends, coworkers, anyone who you think would find it interesting. Uh, rate the podcast on your uh, whatever your pod catcher app is. And then finally, check out the Design 30 Substack and become a free or potentially paid subscriber. All right, that's it. As always, remember, design more, despair less. Thanks for listening.